Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. We are on Ron Matone, Law Number 39. While the game of success remains largely the same, the tools to produce success evolve. Hi there, folks. Thank you for joining us today. This is Rich and Michael with Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT helping leaders to make better decisions and take more intelligent actions. ACT, ACT, that's what it is all about, action. ACT also stands for and tra- cultural transformation. So let's make the connection. When you, as a leader, leader, make better decisions and take smarter actions consistently, you change your work, culture, for the better. And that's what leaders do. And there is no better way to find to get all that done, smarter decisions, smarter actions, and culture than by working with an ILEC coach, Intelligent Leadership executive, executive Coaching. That's what we do here today. So uh, let's start our discussion. To, uh, to get things going, we have Ronnie Shoemaker, an outstanding executive coach with ILEC. Ronnie, we are happy to have you here today with us, and our audience as well. And uh, you've been with us before. So join the elevator speech with us and give us your 60-second. Yeah, so, well, thanks, John and Michael. For, uh, I'm sorry, Rich and Michael, for having me back. Uh, again, I was here earlier. Sorry about that, Rich. Uh, it's an honor to be back. It's an honor to be back with you John McCone. Uh, yeah, I was out with you talking about John. So anyway, Rich and Michael, so we'll get that straight. So, uh, again, it's an honor to be back. Uh, my background, my elevator speech, I've had 40 years in uh, health and leadership with the last 20 years in healthcare operations and leadership. Uh, I've had several different positions in the healthcare world, CFO, COO, executive director. I'm a degreed accountant and I have an MBA from Wright State University with a concentration in management, innovation and change, which has been a big help in my executive coaching career. I'm a proud father of four and grandfather of seven, and 24 hours from today, I'll be the grandfather of eight as my daughter's due to have a baby tomorrow. So, again, I'm happy to be here and ready to discuss this this important topic. All right. Outstanding. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, you know, congratulations, uh, Ronnie, on the new granddaughter, and I hope everything goes well for your daughter, and that's exciting. That's exciting. We're, we are excited. Number eight, so we're excited. Well, let's let's jump into this, uh, Ronnie. You know, Law Thirty Nine. It does. It talks about the success. The game of success stays relatively the same. What does it mean by that? What what, what do you take that as? So, I, I look at things that haven't changed through success, through business operations, and through leadership specifically. 
And I think that the time-tested qualities is honesty, uh, integrity, empathy, confidence in what you do, confidence in what your company does, confidence in what your staff does, humility, not egotistical, humility, uh, staff and customer satisfaction. In my, in my background, 20-plus years in healthcare, so that's patient satisfaction and their families as well, not just the patient. Uh, and high-quality product and services. Those time-tested qualities have, don't change. They're just as important today as they were 30 years ago, and they'll be just as important in 30 years as they are today. So those are the, the types of leadership qualities that continue to lean on to be successful. So when you take a look at leadership is what you're talking about here, uh, that creates a relationship with the customer, Right. And right. that we, what we want in the marketplace is predictability. We don't want to have to be guessing, will these people really fulfill on what it is they said they're going to do, that we can trust them. We can trust them to be who it is that they are, who they say that they are. And then I will come out of this interaction with them, this transaction with them, better for having been there with them, doing it with them, and them helping me, providing me those services or products. What happens when we don't stick with those things that really don't change? What happens when we start going off in our other directions? What happens to the customer? What happens to the business? You know, our reputation goes with us no matter where we go and how long we're doing we're doing work, whether it's coaching, running a hospital, or whatever we do as a profession. Our reputation is there. So it's important that we continue to provide great services to our customers, our clients, and understand, get feedback from them, which we do through executive coaching get feedback from their stakeholders, get feedback from their customers to see what are the strengths that we can continue to work with and what are the gaps that we can address to make those gaps become strengths. If we lose our reputation, it'll take us a long time to regain it. As the the old saying goes, you make one person happy, they may tell one person. You make one person upset, they're going to tell 10 people. And in today's world with social media, Bad news gets out a whole lot faster now than it did 20 years ago. So that's the important on maintaining quality, patient, and client satisfaction. And there could be a temptation to take shortcuts, can't there? Absolutely. Just because of this, just because of that, there's all sorts of things. So, again, going back to this idea of having an executive coach, when you're discussing these kinds of things, I got this stress is going on, I got these pressures going on here, da-da-da, and kind of thinking, you know, what about this, what about that? How can an executive coach keep you core, you centered on your core, on what really matters to you when you're in those tight, difficult, sometimes impossible situations? Well, one of the things as an executive coach we can do is we're on the outside looking in. We're not tied into the politics of the workplace. We're not necessarily tied into the drama of the workplace. We can take an independent view of the entire picture outside of that one stressor that may be, may be stressing that leader out at this point, whether it's a time commitment, a budget, staffing, whatever. So then we can sit down with as an executive coach with that leader and go over the entire picture of what's going on in his or her world instead of just that one fire that's burning. That's good. Rich, you've had those kind of experiences, just tight, hard, difficult decisions to make. Tell us about that. You know, there's there are times when you've, in your career that you're going to have to make some pretty tough decisions and it could be anything could cause those things to happen. You know, whether it could be issues with your customers, uh, 
supply chain, name it. You just need to be able to roll and have, have a plan in place to get there. You know, one thing that's interesting, we, we talk about, you know, executive leadership and talk about the tools that have changed. And, you know, it, it was 20, 30 years ago per, that executive coaching really was viewed as, you know, something that was, it was kind of a sideline, really. It wasn't really taken serious. Uh, it was viewed with a lot of skepticism. It was viewed as if you need a coach, well, perhaps you're in the wrong position. You should be able to do what you're doing already without a coach. That has evolved. That has changed to the point now where it's it's a $2 billion a year industry and growing. Um, most companies, you just, you can't get up that ladder or without having some type of executive coaching some type of coaching it's it's really a mandatory thing for some organizations and not only that it, it's proven time and again that companies and leaders that have executive coaching now are head and shoulders above the ones that don't they're more successful when we talk about success um larger revenue stream more customer retention all those things that ronnie mentioned you know, those things that really keep a company growing and moving forward, that that really relies on the leadership. And leadership nowadays, you need a coach. You need a coach. Those things have evolved. There's other tools out there that you can use for success. But in the end, it's not about technology. You know, people created technology. So it's really not about the AI. It's the technology comes from the people. And those people that get in leadership positions, you know, their coaching's evolved and the mindset's evolved. It certainly is a very different world going back 20 or 30 years, uh, just in complexity. There's a lot of complexity out there, not only in terms of the technology, also in uh, the complexity of dealing with people, different kinds of people coming from different places. Uh, whatever it may be, the diversity stuff that goes on, which is really, really important. But there's a lot of complexity, and that complexity is easy to get buried into, isn't it? It's, sure it's, a, is. tough, it's a, tough, a tough thing to get through. So therein becomes that whole thing about evolving. It's not that leaders are not as capable or not as smart. It's just that the picture is so much more difficult to get their hands around, to really understand, and then really do something about it. So do this ronnie explain to us about with the complexity the technology the people and all this you know the, all that 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 whole milieu of things changing how, how does that work and how, how can a a coach help that an executive coach help that person navigate through all this stuff yeah and, and talking about a time of change we're just coming out of probably the biggest change that most professionals have dealt with in our entire careers uh the COVID challenges we're working from home uh, trying to work from home while maintaining corporate culture, while creating and maintaining professional relationships over a Zoom call or a Teams call is a whole lot more difficult than being able to walk down the hallway, grab a cup of coffee and sit in your in your coworker's office and let's talk about the problems at hand. So there's a, that's one of the many challenges. The other one you talked about just a minute ago with the different people in our workforce today, we have we have two or three maybe even four generations of people coming to work every day. And that's Gen X. That's, that's me, the baby boomers, Gen Y, the millennials. And we all bring a different toolkit to the table, to our workplace, whether it's our personality, whether it's our expectations, our education. Uh, we all think differently based on what, what we've been around, how 
the people we've been around, the people we work with. And I think as a leader, it's important that the leader takes the time to understand the staff that's working with them on a regular basis. It's important for a leader to understand each of their staff members' personalities, what makes them tick, and, 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 and how to recognize what they do both privately and, and publicly, how to, how to coach them privately and praise them publicly. 30 years ago, it was a whole lot easier, but in today's world with social media and technology, it's a whole lot more difficult chore to understand your staff, especially the more staff you have, the bigger chore it is, bigger challenge it is. So one of the keys is just knowing who the people are you're working with and changing your management style as a leader to adapt to your staff instead of insisting that they change their style to adapt to you. Right, that's a good point. Those are all excellent points. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Well, what are your thoughts on that, Rich? I mean, the complexity, the people, the technology. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you asked anybody from these different age, age groups about success, and what they view success as, you're going to get as many different answers as the people you ask. And I think even more so, that's probably even more complex over the different age groups. You know, where Ronnie talking about, you know, uh, us being boomers. I got called, my, my kids were calling me the boomer the other day. So <laughs> I'm the boomer. But at any rate, their view of success could be different than what our view of success is. And it really is, you know, it's, it's as, as you get to a different age group, uh, you know, different leadership level, whatever, your, your view of success is going to change. But really, in the end, success is simply defined as achieving a, a particular your aim or, or goal that could be personal. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of complex things that go uh, around that if you, you know, asking who, you know, what a different person's viewpoint of success is and that could be if they're a leader in an organization and that part of their vision or mission of success is trickled down throughout that organization it could be you know that organization's view of success could be completely different than another one's Absolutely. but in the end but in the end it really you know you got to learn to adapt to some of these things and the tools to do that with have, have, have changed immensely uh, look at look at social media. And it's like Ronnie was saying, social media has become such a huge aspect uh, in today's world. You know, some of these people and I, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying this to criticize anybody, but, you know, the phone has become such a smartphone has become such an important aspect of people's lives. You know, that some of the, the ability to actually communicate and have a meaningful conversation that's changed. That really has changed. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, the, the art of, of communication is different. It really is. Uh, you know, difference, not bad. It's just different. Really. If you look at it, but you got to be able to adapt to those certain tools that evolve in order to become successful, you know, regardless of what age group you're in. I think leadership has always had this one particular problem. And that is the ability to effective, effectively communicate clearly. I mean, how many times you walk in organizations, they're going, I'm not really sure what they want. I'm not sure what's expected of me. I'm not really sure how this works. And so there's a lot of confusion that can happen. So let's talk about this with the, with the added complexities and difficulties that are going on in our world, in our businesses, with all the stuff that's going on. 
Ronnie, help us to understand when this is one of those things that doesn't change in a very changing world is how can a coach help a leader become more effective in clearly communicating the expectations as well as the support that he or she can lend to those individuals and teams? You know, one of the things that, that as an ILEC coach, we bring to the table are a multitude of assessments that, that we that we provide for the client and for the stakeholders. Uh, some, of the, some of the assessments are specific just from the client. We have a couple like the, the SDLI 360 where we get feedback from up to 20 stakeholders that work with that client. And we find out from them that there's some blind spots. There's some, some leadership abilities that our client thinks they're really good at. But they find out from feedback from their stakeholders, their coworkers, their peers, their direct reports, their board members, that maybe they're not as good at as what they think they are. But on the flip side, we also find out that clients may think they're not as good at some things as their peers and stakeholders feel that they really excel in. So by being able to present these assessments to our clients and be able to point out their gaps and their weaknesses, their blind spots and their strengths that they're not aware of, that helps me as a coach. Uh, explain and point out to my client that this is what we need to work on. This is what your staff and your your stakeholders see you as as a leader and how we can create and make you a better leader, not just in your eyes, but in their eyes as well. That's excellent. Those are great insights. And that's part of what makes our coaching, the ILEC coaching, different and distinct from the other folks out there doing the same kind of work. Tremendous tools, tremendous surveys that we can then bring together. And as we bring that together, What's going to happen between the coach and that leader? What's going to start developing, Rich? What are they going to do? There's going to be a phenomenal relationship developed. And one where you can have some real hard conversations and develop, you know, that pathway, you know, that pathway to success. I got to tell you, executive coaching is not easy for you people out there who are listening. If you think that just you're going to get a coach, you're going to have a few uh, conversations, a couple assessments, go out to lunch, you're wrong. You're wrong because when you start to develop in that, that individual leadership development plan and some of the things that you may hear from that, that 360 and a few things may be difficult to hear. They may be difficult to understand. And that's why the coach is there to help you through understanding and give a, a second set of eyes you know it's it, it's not easy and it's not meant to be easy it's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be a growing period and that's why you know these coaches and, and we care we want to see these people uh, be successful that's our clients be successful that's why we're doing this to begin with and, exactly. and you know you know guys you mentioned in, in, in many of the podcasts the key word in coaching successful coaching is vulnerability both for the coach and the client. And, yeah. and we start doing, we start doing these 360s with clients. If they're not vulnerable and they're not open to hearing constructive criticism and praise, then it's not going to work out for either the coach or the client or the stakeholder. So it's important as we meet with clients that we we proceed any of these assessments and any of these conversations we have that vulnerability is number one to have a successful coaching journey, both from the client and us as coaches. We've been we've been through a lot as coaches, uh, the baby boomers as we are. We need to be vulnerable in sharing our successes and our failures with the clients just as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this irony of vulnerability 
And that is, it seems like that if I make myself vulnerable as a leader, I'm going to be putting forth, here's my weaknesses. Here's how you can, you know, whatever. But but I'm telling you, it's exactly the opposite. To be vulnerable, you have to be tremendously courageous. You have to be brave. You have to be willing to go in there and just look at hard stuff and deal with hard stuff and get over the difficulties. And it takes a, a man or a woman, a great character to say, yeah, I'm going to go into that fiery pit and I'm going to do it and I'm going to come out of it better for it. That's what it's all about, really. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Ronnie, they want to get a hold of you. you got a great pedigree. you got a great background. How do they do that? How do they get a hold of you and start that conversation? Yes, the two simplest ways is my website. The simple website is ronnieshoemaker.com, or you can reach me on my cell phone, 937-925-5005. And, of course, Mike and Rich, you both know how to get a hold of me, so if they need to get a hold of me through you, uh, they know how to do that. So that's the best way. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being with us today. That is my pleasure. Enjoyed it much. You're a great man here and an excellent coach. Thank you again. Appreciate thank you very much. You know what to do. All righty. Hey, once again, thank you for joining us today, Ronnie. It's always a pleasure. My and pleasure. Again, and again, you got a big day coming up tomorrow. So Yeah, yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Your daughter has a bigger day than you. but My daughter has a much bigger day than, yeah. than, than, than <laughs> I do. Yeah. So yeah. new website, folks. Uh, executive Leaders at ilec.com that's executive leaders actilec.com so go there uh visit us and and also uh there's a way to get on to our email from there send us a note tell us what you think what do you want to hear on a future podcast um we we appreciate any type of feedback at all and once again thanks for being here and be safe and we'll see you again soon all right all the best Thanks. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.